From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say. Thank you, and I want to say a very big hello, Anchorage, hello. And I'm thrilled to be here with the very proud, hardworking patriots of the great and very beautiful. I'm flying over that. It is very beautiful state of Alaska. I've heard for years there's no place more beautiful, and I agree. I just uh, saw some things that you don't see in normal places, I'll tell you. And this is not a normal place when you have a lousy senator like Burkowski. But we're going to do something about that. We're going to do it. That's why. And as you know, I'm here for two reasons, to support great candidates and to fulfill my promise to Alaska that I was going to come here. You know that, right? Fulfill my promise. You voted for me twice, and I won in a landslide both times, and now I'm voting for you. That's why I'm here. I'm voting for you, Alaska. And also, as you probably read or heard, my grandfather spent a little time in Alaska. You know about that. And he loved it, actually. Four months from now, the people of this state are going to re-elect your terrific governor, Mike Dunleavy. We like Mike. A good man. A 
I've been with him, and he's been with me from the beginning. And you're going to fire your rhino senator. She's worse than a rhino, Lisa Murkowski. She is the worst. I rate her number one bad, and we have a couple of real bad ones, but she's by far the worst. We'll go over that. You want to go over that? We'll go over that in a little while. But you're going to elect a wonderful woman, a conservative warrior, Kelly Shabaka. I think they like you, Kelly. They like you. And you're going to send the great, legendary Sarah Palin to the U.S. House of Representatives. Incredible woman. You know, uh, just quickly on Sarah, early on, 2015, actually, and I was running, and people didn't really know too much about me other than business stuff. And I said, let's run, because we got to straighten out the country. We did a hell of a job, by the way. But, but Sarah was hot as a pistol, and everybody wanted her, and that they just wanted that endorsement. And she was with somebody else. And I figured that was that, but that's all right. But Sarah came out of nowhere, and she said, the one I like best is a guy named Donald Trump. So, Sarah, I'm here to say I like you best. I know your opponents, and I like you way better. You're great, Sarah, and I appreciate it. And I won't forget, I won't forget, we're going to end crazy Nancy Pelosi's political career once and for all. You could take the five worst presidents in American history and then put them all together, mix them all up, and they would not have done the incredible damage that Joe Biden has done to our country in less than two short years, two years. The contrast between the Trump administration's amazing success and even the other side says we got to hand it. And as you know, last week we had a lot of success in many ways at a place called the Supreme Court. You saw what happened? <laughs> Ronald Reagan fought and tried to do it, and everybody did. But four things came down last week on guns, on religious liberty, on the environment, and Roe v. Wade. That was a big week. They've been trying on all of that, but they've been trying for many, many decades. And we got it done. The contrast between the Trump administration's amazing success and Joe Biden's breathtaking failure could not be more stark. So let's look at the facts. I got gasoline down to $1.87 a gallon. And they have it at Five, six, seven, and even eight dollars a gallon, and it's going higher. I gave you the largest tax cuts and regulation cuts in American history. The radical Democrats are working like hell to impose the largest tax hike by far in American history. You do know they're looking to raise your taxes by a lot. 
to pay for the Green New Deal. You know, based on the Green New Deal, remember they started at 12 years. You only have about seven years left. I don't think anybody's too worried, right? You could worry about nuclear warming, but you can't worry about the global warming. The global warming, they said the other day, I heard somebody, that the oceans are going to rise one-eighth of an inch over the next 300 years. We have bigger problems than that. We'll have a little bit more beachfront property. That's not the worst thing in the world. And they're working feverishly to pile on more regulations at levels never seen before. Under the Trump administration, we had the greatest economy in the history of the world with no inflation. No inflation. And before the plague came in from China, we had numbers that nobody's ever seen. Then we did a hell of a job, never got credit for that. More people died under Biden, you saw that. And the job we did with COVID, or as some people call it, to be more accurate, the China virus. But we did so much in terms of therapeutics, and a word that I'm not allowed to mention, but I'm still proud of that word. Because we did it, we did that. We did that in nine months, and it was supposed to take five years to 12 years. Nobody else could have done it, but I'm not mentioning it in front of my people, but someday we're gonna have to all sit down and have a little talk. But you know what? We did a hell of a job. Biden created the worst inflation in 40 years and going higher. It's going much higher, which is costing families nearly, think of this one, $6,759 a year bigger than any tax increase ever proposed by anybody. That's Numbers like that are unthinkable in terms of a tax increase, but that's what you're paying your price for inflation. And we had no inflation. We had it down so good. And you know what caused the inflation? The energy. When the energy started rocketing up, everything else went up. We created 7 million new jobs. We had a record 164 million people working, far more than now. We achieved the largest poverty reduction in 50 years. We lifted 7 million people off of food stamps, and we lifted 10 million people off welfare. 10 million people off welfare. Under Biden, there are still 4 million people who have not returned to the labor force. Real wages are just absolutely collapsing, especially when you add inflation. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. And the misery index, did you ever hear of the misery index? It's real. Is soaring to heights that we've never seen before. The misery index, that doesn't sound too good. I rebuilt our military, including nuclear capability and the creation of Space Force. And in your case, I can say it, much of it has come to a place called Alaska. Did you ever hear of it? Much of it. Much of that military has come to Alaska. They surrendered our strength and our effort and all of the blood, sweat, and tears. What they did in Afghanistan was the greatest humiliation in the history of our country. And remember, I got it down. I wanted out. We would have gotten out with strength and dignity. We would have taken the military out last, not first. Not one soldier was killed in the last 18 months in Afghanistan. I met with, through the telephone, a couple of times, Abdul, the leader of the Taliban, 
And the fake news is saying, why did you speak to the leader of the Taliban? I say, who else am I going to speak with? That's the one. And I said, Abdul, don't do it. Don't do it. They were killing a lot of our people. The snipers. I said, don't do it, Abdul. Don't do it. It's much tougher than that, but I don't want to do it now. I'm not in the mood to do it now because every time I think of this subject, you get sick to your stomach. But you know what? We didn't lose one soldier in 18 months, and then we withdrew and we lost a lot of soldiers, 13, but it's 13, and they never talk about those soldiers that have been horrifically wounded, just uh, incredibly, with the arms and the legs and everything else. We created, think of it, that Afghanistan thing, as bad as they were doing on the border, and there's never been a country, in my opinion, any country, third world, fourth world, no country's ever done worse on a border than we've done. But when the Afghanistan thing happened, that was the end. That was the biggest embarrassment in the history of our country. Think of it. 13 dead, many wounded, $85 billion of the finest military equipment in the world left behind. You know, they're now, they are now the largest arms dealer in the world. Did you know that? I read the other day that the largest arms, because they're selling it, they don't need 700,000 rifles and guns, so they're selling a lot of them. 71,000 trucks and vehicles. You know what? There's not, a, there's not a car company in the United States that has any inventory of 70,000 bicycles, automobiles. These are 70,000, many of them are armor-plated, the most expensive things you've ever seen. 70,000 trucks and vehicles we left behind. And think of that, though, 700,000 rifles. The best binoculars, the best night, night vision. They didn't fight in the night because they can't see now, they can fight at night. Better than what we have because they have the brand new version. Airplanes, tanks, helicopters, they gave one to Russia, they gave one to China, because they haven't been able to catch us in helicopters, but now they're taking it apart, and they'll be able to do it also. That was the worst humiliation we've ever had. We created the safest border just two years ago in U.S. history. We had the safest border. Now we have the worst. We ended catch and release. We deported record numbers, thousands and thousands of illegal alien gang members. We got them out. And we built hundreds of miles of border wall. In fact, we completely finished our original plan. Despite two and a half years of horrible litigation, all inspired by the Democrats, many of them in Congress, we won them all, 11 different cases. We won them all. And we started, and we did a great job with that. That's one of the reasons our numbers were so low. Plus, Mexico gave us 28,000 soldiers for nothing. You know why they gave us the soldiers? Because I said, if you don't, we're going to tariff all of your product coming into the United States. And they said, we would love to give you 28,000 free soldiers. We would love, Mr. President, to give you. Would you like some more? We'll give you some more. I said, I don't think we can fit anymore. We had 28,000. Soldiers, Mexican soldiers, and they were great. And the president's a great guy. He really is. He's a great guy. A little different persuasion. He's a socialist, but he's a great guy. But he was very nice. And we set records like nobody's ever seen. Nobody can even believe our numbers. Three weeks was all it would have taken to finish that extra section of the wall. They didn't want to do it. Not only didn't they do it, they took the pieces away so that Texas and Arizona couldn't use them. 
The border was the best and safest in U.S. recorded history, and they have turned it into the worst in history. Right now, you have the worst border in history. Biden and the radical left have turned calm into chaos, competence into incompetence, stability into anarchy, prosperity into poverty, and security into catastrophe. And instead of energy independence, you know, we were energy independent a year and a half ago. Instead of energy independence, the U.S. is becoming an absolute beggar for energy. You see what they're doing? He's going to Saudi Arabia to ask for oil. He didn't like Saudi Arabia. I did. I always liked him. But he didn't like him. Now he's going there and he's asking for oil. Please give us energy. How about last week? Thousands of barrels of oil. You know where it's going? To China. And it comes out of the strategic reserves that I built up 75 million barrels of oil we put in there at low, at low numbers too, when it was nice and low. The election was rigged and stolen and now our country is being systematically destroyed. Yesterday, we got big news out of the great state of Wisconsin. Did you see it? The Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled that widespread use of ballot drop boxes, I call them unlock boxes because they unlock them, all across the state of Wisconsin is totally illegal. I said, illegal? So they said it was illegal. So what does that mean? I know what that means. You all know what that means. How about some of these boxes come in? 100 votes for Biden, none from Trump, none. We got, they couldn't even give me one. That's why they're called unlock boxes. Just as I've said all along, the use of these unmanned, unsecured drop boxes was never authorized by the state legislature. But partisan, radical Democrat officials simply did it anyway. They just put these boxes all over the place and then they dumped them. In other words, they systematically violated the law to rig the 2020 presidential election. So. Now, in Alaska, we didn't have to worry about it because we won. We won by so much, you know. We didn't worry about it, did we? <laughs> I ran twice. I won twice. I did much better the second time than I did the first, believe it or not. Getting many, many millions more votes than we did in 2016. And likewise, getting more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country by far. And now, with the approval of the great people of Alaska, we may have to do it again.
One of the most urgent tasks for the Republican Party this November, because you're going to have you have the votes, you're going to win, you're going to win. But you have to make sure that you watch the voting and the ballot counting, because Kelly and Sarah, your governor, they're going to win. But you got to watch the ballot counting. The Democrats have proven, unfortunately, that the vote counter is far more important. Than the candidate. Does that make sense to you? You know, that's an old expression used by a, a very uh, powerful man. I won't even give you his name because we don't need that name thrown out. They'll say Trump admires him. No, I don't admire him. But he said the vote counter is far more important than the candidate. When we win, a top priority for the Republican Congress must be to end the nightmare Joe Biden has created on our southern border. Every day, the radical left's open borders policies are getting innocent Americans killed. A few months ago, an illegal alien in Florida was charged with violently beating to death a 74-year-old woman, stealing her money and burying her body in a shallow grave. They didn't know where she was. They said, but she's there. She's not there. No, they found her in a shallow grave. Last year, an illegal alien in Chicago walked into his neighborhood home and executed a person at point-blank range while his family was nearby and watching. And just this week in Richmond, Virginia, two illegal aliens were arrested for a plot to conduct a brutal mass shooting at a 4th of July celebration. And you saw what happened on the 4th of July with the other maniac. The radical Democrats have turned our country into one giant sanctuary for dangerous criminal aliens. In the Republican Party, we believe our country should be a sanctuary for law-abiding citizens who love America like we do. Like we do. As we restore the rule of law on our borders, we must also restore law and order to our streets. All Democrat-run, you know that. It's one thing they have in common, Democrat-run. Under Joe Biden last year, Murders hit the highest rate in 25 years, and probably much more than that. They don't go back any further. And this year, it's going much, much higher. We're in a clip that nobody's ever even imagined before. Under a Republican Congress, we should pass emergency funding to hire thousands more police officers. We love our police officers. I just met some of your police officers backstage. We took pictures with them. They are the best-looking human beings, I hate to say it, I've ever seen. They look like movie stars. They look like Tom Cruise, only better. But we want thousands more police officers in communities nationwide to put violent criminals behind bars and keep them behind bars and send them the hell out of our country and back to their country when necessary. And we're going to tell our politicians to leave our police alone, let them do their job, give them back their respect. They know what to do. We have to allow them to do it. Right? Instead of targeting Republicans, conservatives, Christians, and patriotic parents, the Biden administration should try going in and dismantling the street gangs and 
deadly cartels that are occupying our beautiful cities. And instead of taking guns away from law-abiding Americans, we should try taking them away from violent felons and career criminals, Rachel. And enforcing existing federal statutes to get them in jail or bring them back where they belong in their own country. Get them the hell out of here and have them have them be looked at very carefully. We don't want them back. You know, we had a very hard, they had a very hard time coming back into our country when we got them out. You know, the problem was that you'd have the gangs, right? You'd have all these horrible gangs that they'd come from, in some cases, Mexico, but Guatemala and Honduras and El Salvador, rough, rough. Although 141 countries were counted last week of people that came illegally, 141 countries. But we couldn't bring them back to those countries. They wouldn't take them. This was under Obama. You couldn't bring them back. They wouldn't take them. So, so Border Patrol, who are phenomenal people, and I saw these guys, these are phenomenal, brave, incredible people. But they were told you can't bring them back because the countries wouldn't take them. The countries wouldn't take them. So they don't want the gang members back. They don't like people that kill people. So rightfully, they said no. And then I said, well, what are you saying? We'd fly an airplane, load it up, and bring it back to a certain country. And they would say to that country, we're landing. And they say, no, you're not. And they'd put airplanes all over the runway so you couldn't land. We'd have to fly them back. So I said, how much do we pay those countries, the three primary countries, right? How much do we pay them? And they said about $750 million a year. I say, inform them that we are stopping payment. No more payment. No more payment. By the way, they've been working on this problem for 10 years. This one came, took me about three minutes to think of. I said, inform them we're not uh, making any more payments because they're not treating us with respect, which now they're really, nobody's treating us with respect. And the next day, I got a call from all three presidents of those countries, and they basically said the same thing. They said, sir, you've stopped payment to our country. Why? Because you're not treating our country with respect. You're not taking in your gang members that left your country. Probably you pushed them out of your country into the United States, to be more exact. I said, if you don't take them back, we're not going to make the payment. But sir, why didn't you call me? We'd be honored to take them back. We would love to have MS-13 back. They're such wonderful people. Please, please, sir, send MS-13 back into our country. We love them very much. And from that point on, we had no problem. I still didn't pay them. You know, it took them a long time to realize they were. You know why? They get so much money from us, they don't even know what the hell's coming in. It's ridiculous. So they were getting like 750 million. And I heard the other day that Biden wants to make it $4 billion. They said, no, you make it less than more. So I think they're going to pay $4 billion or something like that to these countries. So you're going to have a lot of rich presidents, dictators, and others. It's, a, it's, so, it's so stupid what we're doing in our country. It's so stupid. If you want to make our country safe for violent criminals, vote for the radical, crazy Democrats. If you want to make it safe for your family, your children, and for law-abiding Americans, you must vote Republican and do it quickly and get Murkowski out of here because she's not a Republican. She is not a Republican. Our country doesn't win anymore 
We don't win with our military, with education, with trade, with anything. Although I won, I knocked out ISIS. We got 100% of ISIS gone. Remember Al Baghdadi, the founder of ISIS? How are you, Al Baghdadi? He's not around any longer. They've been looking for him for 20 years. No, ISIS is 100%. We have great military. We have phenomenal military. Remember General Raisin Kane? Did every, anybody ever hear that story? General Kane? Anybody know General Kane? You know, not the television generals. They're not the good ones. They're terrible. But the generals that really fight, General Raisin Kane, I went to Iraq and I wanted to get rid of ISIS and I couldn't understand because a couple of our television generals said it was going to take anywhere from two to three years. I said, you mean we have the most powerful military in the world and I was rebuilding it at a level that they've never seen before and why would it take three years to do this? This should go quickly. They said, sir, it'll take three years. I said, uh, I don't think so. That was General Mattis. He said, it will take three years. And I said, I don't think so. We're spending all this time. So I went to Iraq with the First Lady, and I said, First Lady, I think these guys know how to fight. We landed. But before we landed, I don't know, we're flying an Air Force One, and we're about an hour out. We're over the desert. And they said, uh, sir, could you please close your shades? I said, I'm president. You should close them, but I'll do it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> There's a lot of shades in there. You know, you'll be... And then they said, sir, we're going to be uh, turning off the lights in the plane. I said, what do you mean? It's going to be dark in the plane. You won't be able to see it all. We won't have any light. I say, that's not good. Why are you doing that? Because we're flying into Iraq. Now, we've been there for 20 years. We can't even land a presidential plane there, right? We're flying into Iraq. It's dark. And I love these pilots. These are the best pilots in the world. You know, when you fly Air Force One, you got to be like seriously good. If you're looking for a pilot, and you're willing to pay a ridiculously high price, go get the guys flying Air Force One. They take, that's like a pyramid, right? Like the golfers, you know, you get the guys, these guys are great. So I go up and I want to watch, if I see on that plane, you actually go up. You have to go up a floor. And I want to watch, uh, I want to watch the landing. So I go up and I sit down, two handsome people, and the place is loaded with these fantastic, like movie stars, everyone's a movie star. And they say, how are you, sir? I say, how are we doing good? We're landing in 10 minutes, sir. I said, this plane is so dark, I can't see anything. They don't even have the controls practically in lights, like dimmed. And I'm going, I'm five, six, seven minutes. And then I hear the speaker. It's from a computer, the voice of a computer. Only a pilot would know. It goes, 1,000. That means 1,000 feet. Then it goes, 900, 800, 700. And I'm saying, Hey, uh, Captain, I don't see any airport in front of us. You know, we're, we're coming in at like 400 miles an hour. We're going very fast. I said, why are we going so fast? You know the reason, right? It's harder. The faster you go, the harder it is. So I said, Captain, uh, where's the airport? Sir, no problem. I'm saying, all right. They go 500, 400, 300. 200, and I'm saying, oh. <laughs> and I have these guys, they're cool as a cucumber. I said, Captain, you sure we're all right? Yes, sir, it's right ahead. There's no light. And we end up landing like perfect, like perfect. It's like genius, okay? And I go, oh my God. Oh, Sarah, I said, oh.
We made it. We made it, Ron. It's just like you made it all the time with that slap shot. But we, we landed. I said, great job, Captain. There was no problem. But I never had an experience like that in my life. I said, there's no way. That's how good they are, though. It's incredible. It's brilliant. So we land, and we, uh, the doors open, and there's a general waiting outside with another general and another general and a staff sergeant or a drill sergeant. This guy, you had to see this guy with the crew cut. I'm going to have my hair cut like that. If I could thicken it up a little bit. This guy's like a flat. You could eat dinner on the top of his hair. This guy's the best-looking human being. All of them. I don't know. Where did they get these people? It's like this crowd. Look at this crowd. Everyone's good-looking. Do they have any bad-looking people in Alaska? It's okay. Oh, yeah, Mike Lindell. That's he's over. <laughs> Greatest ad buyer in history. This guy, this, is, does anybody ever buy? Do you have to be the, I want you to do all of my ad buying. I could multiply it times 10 for the same price. No, but so we land and the door opens and I walk down and they have these two generals and the sergeant and some other soldiers. Everybody's great. And we land in this incredible airport that we took, you know, billions and billions to build years ago. And I go in and they said, would you like to go to sleep? I said, no, thanks. Let's go. Let's go to work. I'd rather not sleep. Other people sleep. I don't sleep. So we go in. And I said, what's your name? He said, Kane, sir. My name is Kane. I said, that's a nice name. What's your first name? Raisin. I said, wait a minute. Let's get this straight. Sir, I said this. So, your name is Cain, but your first name is Raisin, so your name is Raisin Cain. Yes, sir. And he didn't say it like a wise guy, you know, he just didn't know what it was even, why was I questioning it? I said, your name is Raisin Cain, I think I'm gonna like you a lot. That's what I want. I want a guy, I want a Raisin Cain, right? So, we go into like the war room, and I say, how long would it take you to knock out ISIS because General Mattis and some of the others are saying three years. Three years is a long time. He said, we can do it in three weeks, sir, maybe less. I said, what? I said, I said, Raisin, tell me that again. Three weeks and we'll have time left over, sir. I said, how would you do it in three weeks? Well, I never liked what they did, sir. I said, why didn't you tell them? He said, that's not our job. I'm a soldier, sir. When they come in, they tell us what to do. We do it. We don't tell them that they're wrong. I said, you thought they were wrong? I don't want to say that, sir. For a real good soldier, right? You know, I can understand it, but not that much. I said, you didn't want to get into like an argument. I would have had an argument, and I would have never been a general, I guess, right? But I said, so uh, what would you do different? Well, sir, we only attacked them from this base, and this base is very, very far away from where they are. So by the time we got our airplanes over there, we have to bring them back because they get low on fuel. We could only be in fight for a very short period of time. Sir, I'd attack them from seven different locations. We have bases all over, smaller than this. Some of them are portable. He called them portable bases or something like that. I said, uh, so what would you do? Sir, I'd hit him on the left, I'd hit him on the right. I'd hit him in the fucking center, sir, right?
I like Alaska. But, sir, I'd hit him hard. I'd hit him really hard. I'd hit him from all over. And we have a lot of planes, sir. We have all these bases we could take off. But they only wanted to use this one. This is the furthest away. And it was not good. Not good. I said, why didn't they use the other bases? Politically correct. They didn't want to offend other countries. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? And he was being respectful and nice to the people that he reported to. But I, I said, this is just um, That's why we've been there for so long, 21 years. 21 years, it was enough, the endless wars. So I said, so, General, you can do it in three weeks. I think less, sir. I said, uh, I'm going back to Washington. I'll give you a call. So I call him up. I said, General, are you sure you can do it? Like that? Absolutely, sir. It'll be over very quickly. I said, go to it, General. Go to it. And, and in a very, very short period of time, that was the end of ISIS, 100 percent. Do you remember I knocked out 98 percent? I said, all right, let's bring them home. I want to bring our people back home. They don't even want us over there. Why isn't Iran fighting ISIS? Why isn't Russia fighting ISIS? Why aren't all these other countries over there, Syria? Why aren't they fighting? Why are we the ones doing it? And they were enemies of them. They hated them more than we do. So why are we always doing it? Like with Ukraine, we put up $60 billion and Europe put up five, six, okay? We are just, uh, we're led by fools. We're led by fools. We had it going so good. But it was done. And then I got a call, sir, give me the final order. What does that mean? I said, there are a lot of them in a certain area. They all got together. I said, uh, we're going we're gonna to do something about that. They said, we got to go after them, sir. Get them. Knock them out. Just tell us when. We'll knock them out in a matter of minutes. Right? These are human beings. I mean, would they like to surrender? You know, I said. He said, sir, they don't know what the word surrender means. I said, these are human beings. He goes, no, sir, they're animals. These are animals. These aren't human beings. These are animals, sir. I said, look, you know, I mean, I did nicely in the real estate business. I'm saying, now I got to do this. And it's a hard thing to give an order like that. He wanted that order. And I said, why don't you fly the planes back and forth over them, all over the place, scare the shit out of them? He said, <laughs> he said, sir, that's not going to have any impact. They don't scare so easy. So I said, look, give it three days, fly a lot of flights right over them. And he calls, they call back. Sir, just give us the order. It didn't work, did it? No, it didn't work, sir. I said, go ahead and do it. We knocked out 100% of ISIS in a period of three years. And then we took out, right? We took out the leader of ISIS who was trying to form it again. Remember, you'd always see the picture of this guy with a fan behind him, right? They were looking for him for 20 years. But we knocked him out. Remember Conan the dog? Conan became a bigger hero than me. Do you know that Conan, and this is okay, Conan got more credit for that than I did. I never get credit for anything. I didn't get credit for anything. Except with the people I get credit, because they understand it. And then Soleimani, who's the father of the roadside bomb, who killed so many people and maimed. Whenever you see somebody walking around with no legs, a soldier, no arms, blown to pieces, that's Soleimani. 90% of it was Soleimani. More than that, from Iran, 
knocked him out. El Baghdadi, Salamani. And we were respected. I want to tell you, when I told you I spoke with Abdul, he was calling me Your Excellency. Yes, Your Excellency. No, you said, Abdul, don't do it again. But why, Your Excellency, do you send me a picture of my house? Why? He said, you'll have to ask your wives. Wives, plural. Right here in Alaska, you have some critically important elections coming up, starting with the primaries of August 16th. So, by the way, I do want to thank our soldiers because we have the greatest in the world, okay? I didn't want to give you a long story, but you know, every once in a while, because you see, we look like fools all over the world with the Afghan, you know, we, we would have left, but we would have also, we, wanted, we would have kept our big airfield, right, Bagram? It's one hour away from where China makes their nuclear weapons. We gave it up billions and billions of dollars. It cost many years before, billions, longest air uh, runways, most powerful runways. They can handle anything. I think they're eight feet thick of con concrete and steel. We gave it up, and now I believe China is occupying it. Can you even believe this, though? They gave that up. So it's a very big embarrassment. Our country has never been like this. We've never been so disrespected. We're being laughed at all over the world. And I wish I didn't have to say that. I wish I wouldn't even be up here. I wish, I wish we had a country that was respected and doing great. Because I don't get any thrill in saying what I'm saying, but everybody knows it. We have the lowest approval rating in history. We are the least respected we've ever been as a country all over the world. And pay our respects to Prime Minister Abe because he is, uh, he was a great man. He was a great man. We had a great relationship with him. He would have been our friend if we needed him. He was a great man. This is your precious chance to dump the horrific rhino senator, Lisa Murkowski, who's worse than a Democrat. She's worse than a Democrat. And how Sullivan doesn't come out and denounce her is amazing to me, I'll tell you. He called me up. He was eight points down, and then I endorsed him, and he ends up winning his race. How he doesn't denounce Lisa Murkowski for what she's done to this party and to your state. Murkowski has been in the Senate for 21 years. Her father held the seat for 21 years before. She's a total creature of the Washington swamp, but much worse than that. And a tool of a corrupt establishment, the likes of which we've never seen. The fake news media loves her. That's in itself. And one of the most destructive two-faced rhinos, she betrayed the Alaska voters. She wiped out Anwar. Do you know that Anwar? Do you know that Anwar is the biggest site? Maybe Saudi Arabia? Maybe, maybe not. You had the biggest site. Ronald Reagan tried this. Did you know that, Mike? Ronald Reagan tried endlessly to get it. Couldn't do it. Nobody could do it. The Bushes, you know, they don't try so hard. The Bush. They're Bush! They're, what do they do? They don't try. They're Bush. They've been lost for a long time. So they didn't try that hard, but they tried. But they all tried for years, decades and decades. They tried. They couldn't get it. I got it. And Lisa Murkowski approves a person that in the first day of office, wipes out Anwar. Now, Lisa Murkowski could have said, I'm not going to vote for you unless I have assurances 
of Anwar for Alaska. They would have been paying you taxes, okay, if you had that. The biggest site probably in the world. And it was wiped out in one day by Lisa Murkowski's approval. She had the final vote. She could have made a deal, could have done something. Just remember, she did it. Because I know what's going to happen. You have that ranked choice crap voting. If you're in fifth place, you get point. If you're in third place, you get point. How many people? All right, Sarah Palin won, but we had a couple of people in second place. We're going to give them the victory, right? You know? You got to watch that. This is really horrible, what's going on with our elections. So-and-so had five votes for fifth place. So we're going to give them the victory. It's crazy. It's crazy. And you know who got it put in? Lisa Murkowski got it put in. Because she knows, she knew, just look at the polls. She knew she could not win a straight up election. So she went for crazy rank choice. You never know who won in rank choice. You could be in third place. They announced that you won the election. It's a total rigged deal, just like a lot of other things in this country. Murkowski repeatedly voted in favor of amnesty for illegal aliens, and she voted against allowing funding for the border wall. How was that one? Good? This is what I had a fight against. She opposed Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation to the Supreme Court. He just gave you the most important vote you've ever had. But she was against him. She voted to approve Joe Biden's radical left justice. Kachenji Brown Jackson, the most far left justice in history by a factor of about six. In fact, I saw where she was bragging. She said, in all the years I've been a judge, I have never once voted in favor of Trump. I've never made a decision in favor of Trump. She was saying that. I said, oh, that's nice. This is what I have. That's nice. You're not supposed to say that, are you? You're not supposed to say that. But she's the most radical judge and the most radical left judge. Either way, the most radical, most radical left. And who approved her? Lisa Murkowski approved her. Murkowski voted to support taxpayer-funded late-term abortions. Nine months, the baby can be born, like in Virginia. Remember the governor of Virginia? The baby's born, and then we'll sit down with the mother and find out what we want to do with it. Remember that guy? Well, that's basically what they're approving. That's basically what they're doing. And Murkowski voted in favor of it. Murkowski voted to support Joe Biden's gun-grabbing attack on the Second Amendment. I think the people, I think the people of Alaska, Sarah, is this correct, Kelly? I think they want their guns. I think they like the Second Amendment. It's like the fake news. Look at all them back there. Look at all those cameras. Oh, the fake news. You know, they said, President Trump is very close. It's too close to call in Texas. This is before the election. Polls were showing me even. And Texas guys were saying, I don't know about you, but I know Texas, and he ain't even in Texas. So they're against guns, God, and oil. I'm in favor of guns, God, and oil. It's Texas. No. So,
So they said that before the race, they said, no, Texas is too close. You can't know. It's going to be a very close race. It's going to be very close. Everyone's saying, what do you mean close race? How can you be against oil and guns and God? And it's going to be a close race. That Trump's going to win it by a lot. Anyway, but the press says that because if they can cheat, people aren't going to be so surprised. Does that make sense? You can't have a 20-point lead and then win. Okay? You can't do that where all of a sudden you then lose. So what happens is they say, oh, it's going to be very close. And I keep hearing this, and yet I'd go and would have crowds like this. By the way, you set a new record today in the history of Alaska. Do you know what's outside? Do you know how many people are outside? Would anybody like to leave now and let some of the people outside come take it? Well, we set up some screens outside, but uh, there are thousands of people outside. But this is a new record. The arena owner said this is a record that will not be beat. But a bigger record is what's outside. So anyway, so let's finish. So Texas. So Texas. So you know the way on election night, if you have a really insurmountable lead, they'll call it early, right? But they can never call it until the doors close. So the doors close at 8 o'clock, like Eastern time. So the doors are closed. And here's the day. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the voting has stopped in Texas. Donald Trump has won the state of Texas. I mean, meaning you won by so much that they called it immediately. And I listened for three months as these crooked people back there were saying how close this was going to be. And this was true with other states, too. This was true with other states, too. The fake news. And of course, Lisa Murkowski sided with the radical Democrats in the second impeachment hoax. And she voted to sham. And now think of this one. She voted for the unselect committee. Do you like that name, unselect committee? I'm very proud of it. These are, these are the same people that gave you the impeachment hoax number one. The impeachment hoax number two, the Mueller bullshit, the... Although after two years, they did come out with a conclusion. Think of this, 18 Trump haters, and they came out with a con conclusion, right? No collusion. So the conclusion was no collusion. Get Biden to say that, okay? without notes, you know. We're not reading this speech. We're not doing a lot of reading here. Because you know, when you read it, it gets a little bit stale, doesn't it? Now, think of it. No collusion after two years, but she voted, well, she was all for him, but she voted to impeach me. And I did more for this state than any president in history. And that piece of, voted to impeach me. I mean, not only Anwar, I got you the railroad, I got you Cove Road or whatever the hell they call it. For 50 years, they've been trying to get the highway, right? I got that. I got all the approvals. I probably they're going to try and disapprove it as quickly as possible. I got you the timber cutting, everything. I've done more for Alaska than any president by far. By far. And Murkowski's a bad person. And Dan Sullivan should never, ever have 
given her an endorsement. Dan Sullivan, Dan Sullivan should be ashamed of himself. Murkowski's opponent, Kelly Shibaka, is a true America first patriot who will never stab Alaska voters in the back. Alaska, you're going to be in good shape with Kelly. And by the way, she's run. She's been running for a long time. She has run. I've never seen anybody run so hard, and we're proud of her. She's great. As your state's commissioner of administration, you know, she spent a lot of time in government and did everything I heard was phenomenal because, you know, taking on a sitting person, a sitting senator, governor, whatever, it's always tough. It's a very tough thing to do. You're taking on the establishment. You're taking on all the rhinos. You're taking on a lot of people that don't have the country's best will in some cases, not in all cases. But so I had to go and really do a lot of research, but you wanted it so badly, and I did. And I heard the best things I think I've ever heard about a candidate. And Kelly fought tirelessly for Alaska taxpayers to stop corruption, fraud, and abuse. And as your senator, she will defend Alaska energy workers. You got the energy workers. They're not working quite like they were, but we'll get them back someday soon. And she'll stand up for Alaska jobs. She'll protect the Second Amendment and innocent life. She will oppose radical left judges, and she will support the men and women of law enforcement, ICE, and the Border Patrol. Kelly, please come up. Kelly. Alaska, let's show President Trump how much we love him. Remember, under President Trump, we weren't just energy independent, we were energy dominant. He is absolutely right that he is the one who gave us Anwar and no other president in the history of our nation was able to do that. Thank you, President Trump. President Trump unleashed the power of our resource industries. He opened up the Tongass National Forest for us. He gave us the road to Ambler Mine. This is good for our workers. This is good for our economy. President Trump 
rebuilt our military. And what he left out, but we need to remember, it was after Obama and Biden decimated it. Thank you, President Trump. President Trump does not bend a knee to bullies or bureaucrats or Biden. But we can't say the same thing about Senator Murkowski. Nope. Guess what, President Trump? She's become Biden's CEO. Yeah. She's his chief enabling officer. Anything Joe Biden wants done, Lisa Murkowski delivers it. Yep. Joe Biden wants gun control, Lisa Murkowski votes for it. Joe Biden wants to kill our oil and gas industry, Lisa Murkowski puts the radical environmentalists in place who are gonna execute that agenda. But President Trump and I have made clear that for us, it's always about America first. And simply put, that's why we love you. Thank you, Kelly. She's going to be fantastic. She loves this state. In this primary, Alaskans also have the chance to vote for a second Alaska conservative warrior and elect her to Congress, someone that you all know very well. And she was your favorite, and your she was a favorite. She was always a favorite of mine. I just think she was incredible. She, by the way, she did a phenomenal job when she went in McCain went up like 10 points. They didn't appreciate what they had, I'll tell you. They had, they had something that would have been unbelievable. They didn't appreciate it. And, uh, but there's nobody like this woman. I've known her so long. She's loyal. She loves the state. She will be a true warrior for your state and for the country. Sarah Palin. on me and others to endorse, you know, established candidates and all that. And um, I knew, well, personally speaking, for years, Donald Trump watched what the fake media, the fake news, the lame media put my kids through, okay? Remember 
my kids. Donald Trump, he would write me a note and he would say, hang in there. The people who know you, they love you. They know the truth about your family sitting right over there. God bless you. Hi, Trig. And I knew that this man cared about family. He cared about a culture of life and a culture of love. And I knew way back when that if he ever did run for high, the highest office in the land, the most powerful position in the world, Donald Trump, he would do what he campaigned on doing. And isn't that rare? He actually fulfilled his promises. That's why he's not a politician. So he would, he would once in a while jot a note down saying, hang in there and, you know, ignore what they're saying. He always knew it was about the kids because I am a mama grizzly and I'll rear up on my hind legs when somebody comes after my cubs. He knew that. So that, that really struck me, my heart. And that's, that's when I first like just totally respected the man. But then along comes crooked Hillary thinking she's going to get into the White House. And I knew out of all the candidates who were running, the established politicians, there was only one who wasn't a politician, thank the Lord, that was Donald Trump. And I knew, out of all of them, because I knew them all, he was the only one who had the balls to take on the fake media, fake news, and to take on Hillary Clinton. And he did it for you, he did it. That's why I love him. Thank you both. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Kelly. Really, we really appreciate it. Appreciate what you have to go through. Once again, the primary is August 16th, and MAGA conservatives need to turn out in massive numbers to defeat the rhinos. The endorsements meant so much to so many people. We have so many victories. It's incredible. And L, thank you very much for your help. We appreciate it very much. And Illinois, where Mary Miller just won, and that was another one that people said, oh, that won't happen. And she's going to be fantastic. So everybody get out and vote for Sarah and Kelly. And we're pleased to be joined as well by Anchorage Mayor David Bronson. David. Wow, they like you, David. You never know when you do this. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way. You understand, you, they like you a lot, David. That's great. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Alaska GOP Chairwoman, Ann Brown. Thank you. Thank you, Ann. Somebody that's been with me for six years, the, and think of it, six years, does everyone know Jerry Ward campaign in Alaska? It's. Trump, Alaska, and he's been doing it for six years, and all I know is we win by a lot, so he's got to be doing a good job. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. 
And a friend of mine and a great guy, I know you heard him speak before, I heard he was fantastic, Mike Lindell. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Great. Thanks, Mike. A big star, Captain Russell Wildcat Newberry from Deadliest Catch. We all know him. Big star. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Wildcat. Thank you very much. And Captain Dino Sutherland from National Ge Geographic's Alaska Fish Wars. National Geographic. That's great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dino. Great job. Thank you. Over four incredible years, and I have been fighting for a long time, I fought for the hardworking people of Alaska like no president in history has ever done. We passed legislation opening the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, known as ANWR for American Energy Exploration and Development, which means jobs, jobs, jobs. And it means industry and revenue for the people of Alaska. And as I said, it may be the biggest site anywhere in the world for energy, may be the biggest. And in one day, because of Murkowski, it was gone. We're going to get it back for you. I'm telling you, we're going to get it back. And it won't be hard the second day. All because of Murkowski. We also issued the first ever leases for oil and gas production in the region. Never happened. Unfortunately, the Biden administration canceled those leases. Do you believe it recently? Here we are. We need energy. We need oil. We need gas. And they canceled leases. And they waged a war on Alaska energy workers. I don't know how the hell you could vote for a Democrat. I really don't. And now our entire country is paying a very steep price, not only at the pump, all over. And as our great fishermen will tell you, the soaring cost of fuel is a disaster for Alaska fishers, risking putting them virtually out of business. The two guys know, but we have a lot of fishermen here. We have a lot of people that do it. It's a tough job, a great job in many ways. They wouldn't change it for anything else, but we appreciate it. But the cost of fuel and insurance and everything else has gone so high they've never seen. Not even thinkable. If somebody would have said two years ago this could have happened, it could never have happened. Under my administration, we also issued a presidential permit for the A2A railroad between Canada and Alaska to create jobs and facilitate the export of affordable North American energy to other countries. That was a big one. We got it done quickly, very quickly. You were even surprised by that, right? They were trying to get that one done for many, many years. We authorized the crucial mining service road to facilitate development in Northwest Alaska Ambler Mining District. We approved permits for the Alaska Liquefied Natural Gas Pipeline Project. We invested in rural broadband access and vastly expanded telehealth services all over Alaska, especially in rural Alaska, where you need it. And I signed an executive order to elevate the tragic issue of missing and murdered Native Americans, a big issue. A big, big issue. We gave your state a critical exemption from damaging restrictions against road constructions and timber harvest. You know what that's all about. Everybody said, oh, you can't do it. We did it in about two minutes, which now Biden has incredibly just reversed. He just took it away, all those jobs. 
We stopped the Obama-era regulatory assaults on hunting, trapping, fishing gear, and ammunition, and I stood up for our hunters, our fishers, our sportsmen, our outdoorsmen, like no administration, they say, since Teddy Roosevelt, and maybe better, maybe better. When we win in November, Kelly and Sarah, Republicans will fight and we will win like never before for Alaska. We are going to do it again. Some of the things that we approved have been put by the wayside by the Obama administration and the woman and the people that Murkowski approved. It's not even believable. One of the first things we will do is stand up for parents' rights. It's time to finally and completely smash the radical left's corrupt education cartel. It's crazy what's going on. Our children are captives to unhinged Marxist educators. Where do they come from? Who are pushing inappropriate sexual, racial, and political material on our children from the youngest possible age. The public school system has become an arm of the radical left, and we are not going to allow this to happen. We're not going to. We stopped it. You know, we had We stopped it. Through executive order, we stopped it. And many of those executive orders have been ended. At long last, every parent in America must be empowered to opt out of this indoctrination and send their child to the public, private, charter, religious, or home school of their choice. Choice, choice. We want choice. In addition, we will get critical race theory out of our schools, out of our military, and out of every part of our federal, state, and local governments. And sometimes I'll have people in certain things say like, well, but sir, why didn't you do it? I said, I did. It was all done. In the military, all done. Everybody fired, everybody gone. They came back in, they ended it immediately. And now we're back to the same old stuff. It's unbelievable. We will also keep men out of women's sports. <laughs> right? The swimmer. The young swimmer, she wanted to break that record. One sixteenth of a second, she was going to do it. And she looked over and she said hello to people that she's grown up with. She's seen them. She's a top, top swimmer. She looks left and she sees them. Hi, hi. You know, they hate each other, but they're, you know, they're competing. Hi, hi. They hate her. She hates them. That's the way life goes, right? Then she looks over, waves, and then she sees this uh, guy. They, they say, I mean, this is supposed to be a technically correct term. A person with a man's body, okay? It's a man's body. So they seize this person with a man's body, and, and he's a giant. He's a big guy, wingspan. So Mike, he broke the record by 38 seconds. And she was injured by windburn as he went by her. But the better is the weightlifter, right? I don't know if it's 218 pounds, some large number of pounds. And this woman was so strong, and she was going to lift it. She was going to lift that weight over her face. She was going to break the record. And they added like a quarter of an ounce here, a quarter. She was going to break the record. They got Chase up there. Huh? 
<laughs> she didn't make it. Boom. This guy comes over, right? Bing. <laughs> Have you lifted before? No, not really. I mean, how crazy is this? Is this the crazy? It's actually demeaning to women, and it shouldn't be allowed. And a lot of people don't talk about it. It's ridiculous. People think it's politically incorrect. They think it's politically incorrect to talk about it. I don't. Somebody has to do. Somebody has to do it. No teacher should ever be allowed to teach transgender to our children without parental consent. When Republicans retake Congress, they also need to crack down, and they will, and they'll crack down hard on big farmers for giving puberty blockers and other dangerous drugs to mutilate our youth. Think of it, puberty blockers. You have a kid go to school, puberty blockers. We will save our kids and every federal bureaucrat who is complicit in this travesty needs to immediately be fired, at least. Another one of our highest priorities under a Republican Congress will be to stop left-wing censorship and to restore free speech in America. And go out, by the way, while I'm here, and sign up now for Truth Social. It's hot as a pistol, and you see that? I call that one right. Leon's, I tell you what. Elon, Elon is not gonna buy Twitter. Where did you hear that before? From me, from a fake account. She says fake, a lot of them. Nah, he's got himself a mess. You know, he said the other day, oh, I've never voted for a Republican. I said, I didn't know that. He told me he voted for me. So he's another bullshit artist, but he's not gonna be buying it. He's not gonna be buying it. Although he might later, who the hell knows what's gonna happen. He's got a pretty rotten contract. I looked at his contract, not a good contract, but he's not, sign up for truth. We love the truth, and it's doing good. The radical left Democrat party is not a 50% party within our country. They're against God. They're against oil. They're against guns. They're against law enforcement. They're against voter ID. Who's against voter ID? There's only one reason you can be against voter ID, because you want to cheat. There's no other reason. They're against tax cuts, regulation cuts. They're against the Constitution. They hate the Constitution, and they hate our founding fathers. Other than that, they're quite nice. I really like them both. <laughs> the way they win, with all these policies, how can they win? I always said they're not 50-50. They cheat in elections. That's what I really believe. Somebody would say, what a horrible thing to say about our republic. Let me tell you, they cheat in elections. And you got it stacked up. And again, thank you. Thank you very much. Again, I have to say it to the Supreme Court of Wisconsin, because they did, they finally, a court was finally willing to do something and say, and say it like it is. That's why we must pass critical election integrity reforms, including universal voter ID, citizenship confirmation. Can you believe it? We don't want citizenship confirmation. Oh. Really? They don't want citizenship. What's that all about? You don't have to be a citizen to vote. 
No more fake drop boxes. Thank you, Wisconsin. No private money pouring into local election offices. No ranked choice, Kelly. No ranked choice voting, which can be crooked as hell. <laughs> Kelly Shibaka. <laughs> Kelly Shibaka. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a big development election evening. Kelly Shibaka is number one, but the winner will be the one who's in third place. So thank you. Explain that. Please explain that to me. No, we don't want that to happen, Sarah Palin. We don't want it to happen. We don't like it. We're stuck with it. You know why? Because of Murkowski. It's the only way she could win. It's the only way she can win. And ultimately, we need same-day voting with only paper ballots. That's what it's all about. What they should have. France, big country, just had an election. I think it was 38, 39 million people voted. Paper ballots, same-day voting. It ended at like 11 o'clock. They announced the winner. The loser went home, bye-bye. The winner said, boy, it was closer than I thought. But there were no questions. Same-day voting, same-day voting, paper ballots. The only exception is if you're military far away, or if you're really sick, not sick like they were in Wisconsin, where they're down in Miami Beach, saying, I'm very sick, I can't do it, I'm on the beach. We're just four months away from the most important midterm election in American history, and we need a landslide so big that the radical left cannot rig or steal this election. This is the year we're going to take back the House, we're going to take back the Senate, and we're going to take back America. And in 2024, most importantly, we are going to take back our magnificent White House. We're going to take it back. But first, we have to secure massive victories for Kelly and Sarah in this primary. So get your friends, get your family, and get out and vote. Gotta do it. Together, we will fight for more jobs for American families. Fair trade for American workers. Look what I did, USMCA. Remember, they said NAFTA, the worst deal ever made in the history of trade. And we had it. In fact, Mexico and Canada, as you probably heard, they want to renegotiate the deal, just like they want to renegotiate the price of Air Force One Boeing, because they said, the deal that Trump made, we're losing our shirt. That's something nice about that, isn't it? Can you imagine? They want to renegotiate the price, and I'm sure these people will do it. They're going to lose $600 million. And more American factories forging more products stamped with that beautiful, beautiful phrase, made in the USA. We will shut down Biden's border disaster, reinstitute our strong remain in Mexico policy, strengthen the patriots of ICE and Border Patrol, incredible people. We will again 
end catch and release. We will end chain migration. We will end the visa lottery. And we will clamp down on illegal immigration just like we did less than two years ago. How about I got through very good negotiation? I got a thing called Remain in Mexico. They have to remain in Mexico, the killers and everybody else that wants to come in. And Biden ended it. He ended it. Do you believe it? He ended it. So now they can remain in the United States and never, never have to leave. We will stop the crime wave in Democrat-run cities. We will give our police the power they need and the respect they deserve and let them do their job the way only they know how to do it. And we will not take legal protection away from our police. We will restore law and order in America. We will hold China accountable for unleashing the most vicious virus that anybody's ever seen upon the world. We will protect innocent life. We will defend our Constitution. We will defend the Second Amendment, which is under siege, and we will proudly uphold the Judeo-Christian values and principles of our nation's founding. We will restore patriotic education to our schools, and we will teach our children to love their country, honor our history, and always, always, always respect our great American flag. Thanks. Thank you. In <laughs> I love this guy's shirt, I tell you. you know, I'd love to have you get up here. Come on, get up here. Let me see. Get up here. Get this guy up here. Come here. I love this guy. Any guy wears a shirt like that, how can you not love him? Look at that beautiful. Yeah. Would you help him up? Taylor, help him up. Come on, you're a strong guy. Come here. I just want to show it. I love this shirt. I want one of those shirts. I like that one. I want this shirt. I'm going to wear it to the next rally. I want it. Thank you. I want that shirt. I want both of them. Take those shirts off and give them to me right now. In conclusion, our MAGA movement, Make America Great Again, is by far the greatest political movement in the history of our country. You know, we've had some movements. We've never had one like this. You know, you've had movements where a politician like came in second in Iowa and he became very famous, came in third in New Hampshire, became very famous for the rest of his life. We won 
All of them. We won all of them. We won every one of them. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. We won every one of them, all 50 plus the islands. You don't know about the islands, but the islands too. There's never been a movement. And then we won the election twice. We won it twice. We may have to do it again. Together, we're standing up against some of the most menacing forces, entrenched interests, and vicious opponents our people have ever seen. The way they throw around the word impeachment, the way they go after people that are innocent people, political people, and yet they leave killers on the street to shoot people. Despite great outside dangers, our biggest threat remains the sick, sinister, and evil people from within our country. But no matter how big or powerful these corrupt radicals may be, you must never forget this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you. Belongs to you. This is your home. This is your heritage. And our American liberty is your God-given right. Remember that. They want to take that away. From Anchorage to Fairbanks and Wasilla to Juneau, from the slopes of Denali to the waters of Glacier Bay, that's a beautiful place. And from the forests of the interior to the majestic vistas of the Inside Passage. Does anybody know the Inside Passage? Anybody want to go there tonight? What a beautiful name, the Inside. Let's go to the Inside Passage tonight, right? By the way, is there anything that's more fun than a Trump rally? This state was forged by some of the very toughest men and some of the very strongest women ever to walk the face of the earth. They didn't have a lot of money. They didn't have a lot of luxury, but they had grit. They had faith and they had each other, very importantly. They were frontiersmen and fishermen and loggers and lumberjacks and homesteaders and miners. And they poured out their heart and their sweat and their soul to make America into the greatest nation in the history of the world. But now we are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 40 years, where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. Likewise, we are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history, and we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. Please, please give us oil. We have more liquid gold under our feet than any other nation in the world, but we're begging them for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers and American citizens and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. And it never would have happened 
if the election were different. It would have never happened. It didn't happen. All of those people that are now dead and all of those cities that are now crushed, nothing would have happened. We could have made a deal, but we didn't even have to make a deal. Nothing would have happened. It would have never happened. I believe he saw what happened in Afghanistan, and he said, these people don't know what they're doing. This is our chance. I really believe that. But it never would have happened. Putin would have never done it. All of that human life and that culture in those cities. We're a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We're a nation that no longer has a free and fair press. Fake news is about all you get. And they are the true enemy of the people. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon would have never happened. They would have made a deal in the first week and China to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it's taken from the United States to build a military to rival our own. And perhaps most importantly, we are a nation that over the past two years is no longer respected or listened to all around the world. They don't respect us. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. But we are not going to let this continue. Two years ago, we had the greatest, and I mean like never before, economy, and the greatest country. We were doing so well. Everybody, African-American, Hispanic-American, Asian-American, women, men. High school diploma. People with no diploma from high school. People with PhDs from MIT and Harvard and the Wharton School of Finance and all of these great schools. Everybody was doing well. Women, especially women, doing well. Everybody. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. We will stand up to the radical left lunatics and the rhinos, and we will fight for America like no one has ever fought before. Get rid of Lisa Murkowski. Get rid of Lisa Murkowski. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. Kelly, Sarah, they will never, ever do that. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone, my fellow citizens.
This incredible journey we are on together has only just begun, and it is time to start talking about greatness for our country, greatness again. We don't talk about greatness anymore. We talk about problems. We talk about crime. We talk about taking power away from our police. We talk about a woke military. Do you believe this? We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious American nation. So with the help of everyone here today and the citizens all across our land, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again, so strong. We will make America proud, 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 proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you very much, Alaska. Thank you. Thank you, Alaska. Thank you. God bless you all.